Um, it, I mean, I have got some bits that I'd like to talk about because we've got to talk about um, George Clooney like weeing in his bat suit. We've got to because otherwise, you know, it's a big missed okay. opportunity. Ollie, happy new year. Happy new year. Do you have a connected home? No. Okay. Well, for those of uh, those of you listening who do have a connected home, uh, that might include, like, I don't know, an iPad that's, like, doubling as some sort of mirror in your bathroom or something like that, or, like, an Amazon Alexa or a Google Home, you can uh-huh. get the podcast through those things without even using your fingers. You don't even need to have fingers. So... You can say to Amazon Alexa, which is like the Echo or the Echo Dot, you can go, play the Guys on Film podcast. And um, then it'll just play it for you. Wow. And then you can use a Google Home. Now, I have it on advice that this is possible. I don't have a Google Home. But you can say, play Guys on Film podcast, and and Google's just going to do it for you. That's about as easy as it can get. If you like to use your hands, Ollie scientifically proved last week that it's possible to find us in less than five seconds from a phone or laptop. Yep. So that's good as well. Do you like to use your hands, Ollie? I do not subscribe to any kind of voice-activated device. I prefer to use my fingers wherever possible. Yeah, okay. I just don't think yeah. the technology's there yet. You've not got the gift of the gab. You have using your fingers, mostly. Yeah, yeah, gift of the okay. fingers. I don't think I don't think that the technology is, is there just yet. Well, it's and not I, in your I shed like, just yet. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to prove it somehow with maybe a a video of of trying to just do a simple task, voice activated that I can quickly do with two thumbs. Okay, but, in that case, it's easier than if people go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film, and then they can follow the links there to our iTunes or SoundCloud, um, and you can also just search guys on film on any of your um, Android based podcast apps, and then you can find us that way. And then like subscribe it and rate it and do all that cool stuff because look. Really but think good. about this scenario. Then, imagine imagine you're you're trapped and there's someone creeping around the house like there's you know you're being robbed or something. And you're hid in the closet or a cupboard or under the stairs or under the bed. And like, you know, he's going to be there for a while because you've got like loads of valuables. And you just think, oh, I could probably just kill a bit of time by listening to a podcast. And you've got your phone and your headphones there. <laughs> what are you going to, what, what are you going to do? Are you going to, are you going to use your thumbs to silently tap it in? Or are you going to go... Alexa, play the Guys on Film podcast. You'll be found out instantly. Stay yeah, safe. Use I mean, your thumbs. I'd probably instead say something like, you know, okay, Google, call the police. Call the cops. Do that. <laughs> say, call I the, am the police. Call, call the cop. Um, <laughs> yeah, most of all... <laughs> Uh, tell, tell people in person if you like listening to the podcast. So, like, tell the lad that works in Greg's or tell Ollie because he sometimes forgets that the podcast good. Person behind the meat counter and the like, the pork pie saleswoman in Morrison's. Just tell her, be like, yeah. like this is a good okay. podcast. I mean, it's not anything to do with meat. Both of my previous examples are meat are both based, pastry but based, yeah, and pastry based as well. Pastry and meat, yeah. I mean, maybe we could get sponsored by pastry and meat. Anyway, um, just before we move on to the intro, I wanted to go through some plaudits that we've had. Um, recently, now you've you mentioned this first one before, so you might know who was the person that said this about our podcast. It's better than Radio Four. Friend of the the podcast host Phil Ray. Yeah, podcast listener and part time bodybuilder Phil Ray. <laughs> Banter. <laughs> okay, here's another one. All right, big smiley face. Good luck to you, and I look I looking forward to listening to your podcast on Google Home. Ah, oh, um, is it Bill Bill Gates? No, who does? Who's the head? The head of Google? It was the head of Google. Mm, no, it was just Vic who was the Google Home online chat assistant today. But I mean, he's looking forward to listening. Uh, to the I podcast, mean, is that so an a, is that an AI? No, I'm pretty sure that this was actually uh, a person, and especially <laughs> so like you've, those... <laughs> you've been taken to um, going on the contact me live chats and promoting our podcast. Yeah. 
No, I mean, I was asking Ikea, specifically to know. find out if... <laughs> yeah, going on every website, especially like when like DFS have got loads of complaints at Christmas time. I'm just on there like, oh, do you listen to podcasts actually? Yeah, I've got a good one. Uh. Can you listen to it on a sofa at all? On an L-shaped sofa? The uh, guys on film What sofa podcast? would you recommend for uh, listening to this podcast? So that's the two. The last one is um, we've been doing it for more than a year now. That's just from me. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, I said weave. That was the clue. Oh, sure. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys. We're chatting about Batman's It's the Guys on Film podcast. Nice to meet you. Okay. Did you use that the first time we tried to do this podcast, Ollie? Oh, yeah. Do you want to give uh, people a little bit of backstory? Like, you know... Uh, Okay, so the backstory to this podcast is that we had a highly successful podcast um, that we recorded, I don't know, it must be at least six months ago now, maybe a bit longer. Probably Um, more. Yeah, and much like the Danny Dyer one, the recording on Ollie's end came out uh, particularly bad. Um, In the case of the Danny Dyer one, it was possible for him to salvage it, and if you listen to that one from our archives, it's a funny, good episode, but... You can hear the seams. <laughs> you can sometimes see the strings more than Feel the puppets. <laughs> yeah. Um, but with the Batman's one, the uh, recording was sadly beyond repair. Um, Bit like much like Ollie's, Ollie's microphone at the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> unless, unless you subscribe to that um, Flashpoint timeline where Batman's parents live and he dies and then... Um, his dad becomes Batman. Dadman. Dadman. Batdad. Uh, Batlad. Um, yeah, so it was beyond repair, so we're giving it a second crack uh, because New Year, new us, new recording equipment on Ollie's part. Is it actually different equipment or just, you know, it is skills? Different. different equipment. And I think enough time has passed for us to kind of forget about recording it because part of the trauma is. You record something and, and you've done it and you don't want to have to do it again. Yeah, especially when you had the deep, deep rage that I had. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I was incon- what, what, inconsolable after that first Yeah. One. Okay. So, uh, Seggy One, we're talking okay. about Batman villains because, look, let's face it, these films are recycling the same old tired villains um, time and time again. So what we're going to suggest is we're going to throw a few new ideas into the mix and we're going to obviously do our patented green light or shit in the bin on them. Um, yep. So that, that's a, that's about it. I mean, we're going to maybe give them a little for, bit for of a new listeners, that's a name. sort of For new listeners, that's a sort of casting couch approach to um, whether something is good or bad. You either green light it or you shit it in the bin. Exactly. But this is the good, the good kind of casting couch. Yeah, not the kind that you've not got like in the your one. shed. Exactly, yeah. So um, the, the other thing as well, actually, the benefit of having fucked up the first time is that we actually now have that um, method of saying something's good or bad. So it gives a little bit of structure to Seggy 1. What's coming up in Seggy 2 after life scores? Right, so in the deep dive, we're, we're literally just going to be talking about uh, Batman. We're going to be <laughs> talking a little bit about the films, but not dwelling on them. We're going to be talking about, you know, who is our best Batman? Who is our best Batcar? Those sort of things. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then we've got a life score yeah. and then we're out of here. Okay, yeah, cool. Not in that order that Ollie just uh, talked about, but let's go for it. Seggy one. Yeah. Okay. Guys on Bill. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. You know what guys talk about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. I've got a couple of criteria for each of the bat villains that I've come up with, Holly. Um, I've got a special power, a weakness, and I've also kind of annotated what the alter ego is. Um, You don't need to have that. um, But I think it was. I can have that. Oh, 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 okay, so, um, yeah, okay, well, that's good then. Do you okay. want to start with your first one then, maybe? Okay, so my first one um, is is kind of sort of going off the more modern films. So, like, your Wonder Woman, where they've, they've used Ares 
as the main villain. So he's obviously, you know, like he's just like an old kind of god sort of thing, isn't it? A bit like you know Cthulhu or you know something okay, no, like here's- that. Here's the um, here's the history and mythology background from Ollie here. Ares isn't real. He's it's not like a real person. It wasn't like you know. I did say mythology afterwards. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's not. I mean, it's not history though. So uh, my first one is uh, the Kraken from Clash of the Titans. Okay. So they just find a way to get him into the DC universe because a. He's massive, and that's his that's his superpower. Okay. So they are going to have to try and find uh, a Medusa's head. So it's basically going to be a remake of Clash of the Titans, but with Batman. How do you feel about that? I mean, I, I quite like big sea stuff. So that's yeah, good. I mean, and this is the biggest sea stuff. <laughs> I, c- I can throw a Meg uh, in there for you if you want. Um, Batman versus oh. Meg. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Meg <laughs> Batman versus the Meg <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'd um, quite like to do the poster for that when 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 people know about the Meg I might do yeah. the poster for, for Batman versus <laughs> the Meg versus the Meg um, <laughs> yeah Kraken Crack, versus Batman is also good as well but um, what about Crackman yeah Crack. That's a different. That's a different character a different altogether. Kind of but yeah, I mean, yeah. he's he's just massive. He's imposing. He's got Catwoman chained on a rock. You know, so there's the threat. There's the peril. Okay. Oh, what and does Batman? He, and he's to not save her. Batman wants to save her. Yeah. They're so on, he's got to go. They're on good terms in this get, one, are they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, Big time. Okay. Really good terms. <laughs> She's got yeah. her stomach out and everything. Yeah. Na- um, navel, navel, not not a s- actual stomach like internal organs. I mean that would be <laughs> right. horrific. Navel that also goes with the nautical theme. Um, exactly. <laughs> well, look, I mean, it sounds like I'm onto a winner. Um, so I, what, I quite what like it. The, the, I, I'm up for seeing it. The only thing is, um, during some of my research today, I saw a lot of these um, like scenario based Batman comics that were kind of uh, taking Batman. And th- no, no, no! Like, and not even fan fiction. Like um, some actual DC published stuff, um, and there was a bunch that really like just took it in weird directions, like Western Batman. And there was actually now this may well uh, Samuel must Batman. Be. Yeah, it could be. But one of them was um, Nazi Batman. Now, I don't know if that was <laughs> published by DC, but it was in a world where uh, the Nazis had won World War Two and. Um, Hitler had enlisted the Justice League to look after him <laughs> which is funny because most of them are aliens from another planet um, not the Aryans so. um, <laughs> um, okay, can so, I just stop uh, you because I've, I've literally just found some uh, Batman erotic fiction <laughs> I mean I can't see how that's a villain <laughs> do you want me to read what you get up to in that, all, or? no what you get up to in your shed is nothing to do with me Ali yeah okay I mean, it's pretty good. Um, I'm going to green light Kraken, and if we get time at the end, maybe you can read a line from uh, the fan fiction. The, the Shall I do it now? Erotica. Okay, one line. Just one line. Okay. Bruce was in the Batcave. He was jerking off to the idea of banging Batgirl. Little did he know his fantasy was about to become a reality. Barbara was watching him. She was turned on, looking at him as he stroke his 10 inch cock <laughs> not stroke just stroke as, uh, more of that later ok my, my first villain is um, the human shed um, so the special power is um, can disguise masturbating um, and the weakness okay. is is a wooden garden shed Surely a weakness for a, for a shed would be somewhat like, you know, dry rot or, or woodworm. There's certainly some kind of rot going on inside. <laughs> <laughs> um, alter ego O.P. Johnson. So, yeah, that's, that's the first one. Um, okay. I think Batman would smash the back doors off a wooden garden shed. So, okay, I mean, uh, garden sheds tend to only have front doors. I mean, okay. I know a lot about sheds, and you know, they don't have rear entrances because that would probably make it more of a garage. Ollie, can I ask you a quick question about your shed? Yeah, 
Have you tinted the uh, little four-panel side window on yours yet? It's not got four panels. It's, oh, right. It's, it's just one a big panel. Oh, okay. Is it tinted to disguise you know, what goes on inside? No. Okay, sure. Move on. What's your second one? Do you want then? my second oh, one? Well, what, what, about the, what about the human shed that you're green lighting now, right? I feel like it's more of a thinly veiled jibe at me than an actual properly thought out villain so I'm going to shit it in the bin alright that's fine uh, my first one okay, so yeah. this is the questionnaire okay. this guy's a little bit like the Riddler but instead of riddles he gives you like a multiple choice questionnaire based scenario uh, so his backstory okay. is he worked in a call centre for Wayne Industries like doing outbound cold calling not a very nice job a bit a bit humiliating and he gets laid off after uh, he gets in late because of a missed bus that was actually Batman's fault. Um, okay. So he decides to seek revenge on Batman by phoning him up at completely inconvenient moments to put him right off track. And his superpower uh, is knowing when he's busy or he just doesn't want to be disturbed. And then he, he phones him up and asks him a big, long questionnaire. So like he could be midway through some sort of fantasy scenario Number thinking three, about um, yeah. Bat, Batwoman. Batgirl. And... Batgirl, yeah. and um, yeah. yeah, he gets gets a four part question, four four answer questionnaire. From, yeah, who, what's exactly. he called? The co- the the questionnaire. The just questionnaire. Okay, we're dropping the the completely questionnaire and, until twenty years time when they do the movie the questionnaire. Yeah, exactly. Because it's cooler to put the at the start. <laughs> I'm not as excited about that one. I'm going to greenlight it because I'd like to see where that's going. I, well, I mean, seeing as I've, I've greenlighted it, does that mean I, I win another able to read another line from this fiction, the next line? Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so as you remember, we, we, we last left Batman, or Bruce, uh, as he was in the, the Batcave, uh, stroke his uh, bat, bat member uh, while he was thinking about Batgirl. And she's, she's noticed it. So she noticed that he had a video of her in fingering herself. He must have had a camera in her room when she stayed at the mansion. She thought it was perverted, but at the same time, she thought it was sexy. Mama. <laughs> okay, can we move on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's your next one? Okay, the next one is um, Villian. So the special power is that it's me. <laughs> the That's weakness is that I have to spend time podcasting, and the alter ego is Ian Smith. Right, villain. I mean, explain it a bit more. Well, I mean, it's a play on words, villain and vil Ian. I mean, I get that, but yeah. what what what's he doing when he's villain, as opposed to just being Ian Smith? What I mean, getting angry. I'm, str- I'm str- struggling with your question there. Like, what what more do you need? Well, I want to know why is he a baddie? I mean, he just sounds like he's, you know, he's just you. Yeah. Why, what, what's his gripe? I mean, does Batman even listen to podcasts? Exactly. He doesn't listen to our podcast, so that's my gripe. <laughs> Shit it in the bin? I, I, it, it's not that I don't think it, you know, it has no potential whatsoever. <laughs> it's that yeah. I just think that it's been quickly thrown together on uh, the basis of a slight pun. Yeah, I think that's mostly true, yeah. Same okay. with at least one more of mine. <laughs> okay. Okay, what's your so, next one? My next one, so this is, again, from uh, the previous failed episode. So this is The Parents. Now, this is actually Bruce Wayne's dead parents risen from the grave to put him in a perpetual state of grief so that he can't fight uh, so that he's always in bed going, ah, because he's, he's, you know, in grief. But hold on a minute. That's not all. There's a twist. bit like, because we'll get M. Night Shyamalan to do this one. So there's a big twist uh-huh. at the end. The twist is that it's actually the reanimator that is the actual buddy and not the parents. Okay. So... You, you find out oh, the parents are the baddies all the way through it but actually it's not it's it's some kind of weird scientist reanimator who's brought him back to dead life yeah to keep him in grief so he can go about robbing banks or you know whatever okay, so, villains normally do yeah 
I kind of get that, but the only thing is, like, if they came back to life in any form, I think you'd be kind of pleased rather than grieving. Yeah, but they're all... Because if they're not dead, then they're kind of alive. Skeletons. Oh. But I mean, if they're reanimated... You know, they're not... Yeah, reanimated. They're not looking their best. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sad. Mum and Dad are not looking their best. Exactly. Um, Now you got it. I think, I mean, certainly higher quality than any of mine, but I'm still going to shit this one in the bin away. (sighs) Is that just because you feel like you have to not give me a a hat trick? I just don't want more bat porn. (laughs) Okay, fine. Okay, Okay. so who's your your next one? Well, this one was salvaged from um, the last episode. I I remember this one. It, It was particularly not good. Um, so it was a trio of baddies that were sort of disembodied parts of bodies um, boob, butt and legman um, <laughs> and if you imagine um, you know the Pokemon coughing and it's got the other oh, yeah. version wheezing which is sort of like yeah. multiple versions of himself um, yeah. th- this trio of baddies boob, butt and legman are kind of like sirens on the shore for sailors like basically they distract Batman um, and then okay. the ultimate goal for them is that he cracks a boner inside his rubber suit and it cuts off, cuts off the blood supply to his brain. But the problem is their weakness is that they fell out with brain men. So they're just kind of wandering it. Like they've got, yeah, they've got nothing else going on apart from being boobs, <laughs> butt and legs. Um, and what do and you think? Batman just, uh, Batman just can't get enough. He's just too distracted all the while. Yeah. I, Banks are being I mean, robbed fi- all over the Physically, place. he could probably take him down, but, like, you know, he's just too distracted. He's just, whoa, look at these legs. And Thinking butt. about Batgirl in the Batcave. Yeah, I get it, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, th- I think I think it, it instantly raises the film to an 18 certificate and instantly fills <laughs> out the parents' guide on IMDb uh, with a lot of sex and nudity data. Um, well, I ultimately mean, gives you know, who's content. to say these boobs so, and butt are just, you know, what what about, you know, maybe if the butt was in a pair of pants or if the boobs were in a sort of brassier. But, I mean, people are still find ways to really highly, overly sexualise that in the uh, parents' guide, as we've, as we've okay, as we yeah. know. So, and it gives us content. Okay. So for that reason, I'm going to green light it. Bing! Oh, excellent. Good. Have you got um, any more? Because I'm, I'm all done. I have one, but it's a bit of a shitter, so I'm not going to bother with it. Okay. <laughs> so. 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 Yes. Okay. All right. So all I mean, I've got it's is- good because we can move on. Okay. So um, moving on, before we get to the deep dive, um, I wanted to just ask you a quick question. So, if Owen Wilson were a bat villain, <sighs> who question who would? Are. Oh, do you? Okay. Um, well, one. who who would who would Owen Wilson be if he was a bat villain? I, you know what? I don't think he, I don't think he'd be the villain, like the main one. I think he'd be like a, a henchman that would just literally do anything that the main villain would say. Okay. And be and give me an really give me an example of what the main villain might say. I need you to break into Wayne Manor and steal Batman's bat cape, and he'd just be like. Wow, I've always wanted a back okay. And then he'll be like, isn't it guarded by lasers? And he'll be like, you'll be able to get through them, no problem. And then he'll just be like, wow, I, maybe I can. I, I should underestimate myself. And then he'll just go and get you know, shot up by lasers. But in which point, the lasers have been tripped for long enough by Owen Wilson being blown to bits that the main baddie has been able to get through a bit of a, a decoy. So he'd actually be more of a, a decoy, but maybe a recurring decoy. <laughs> recurring coy. Okay. Um, I, I kind of had him down as more of like a an homage to the 60s Batman sort of um, villain. So if, if Owen Wilson was a Bat villain, I'd have him, I'd have him as somebody called POW! And uh, he'd have accomplices called um, Bang and Wallop. Uh, And he'd just go around the place and he'd go, pow! And I think that probably their, like, sort of special powers would be onomatopoeic noise making. 
So like sort of right. great at poetry, but also like kind of like a police academy guy. So they can trip, they can trick Batman into thinking things are happening. Yeah, like there's maybe a cow in his house, or like um, that maybe a door's closed or something like that. Um, and, and then Batman will be all like, "What was that noise?" Can he throw his voice really far? <laughs> I mean, you can put reverb on that. If you want. Already have. And then I think Bang and Wallop would be sort of like a bebop and rock steady sort of uh, partnership. So I was thinking maybe like a sort of really childish Vince Vaughn would be Wallop. Okay. Um, and and then maybe the other one maybe? No, I was thinking maybe like put James Corden in really tiny clothes so he looks like a complete idiot. Like Lycra. Make it like... Yeah. Do you not think that'd be funny? (sighs) Maybe it doesn't need to be funny. No, it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't, though. Okay. Who would you actually cast Owen Wilson as in a Batman film? Villain or not? And then also, why would it be Robin? Yeah, it probably would be Robin, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, agreed then. Boring. (laughs) Uh, Life scores? Life score. How are you? Life score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of ten. Live score. Pro- probably like a, th- a four. How's your uh, your new year going? Hey Ollie, new year, new me. Okay. So far so good. Um, yeah, so, so far what? so good. Actually, had had a nice new year time. I haven't actually listened to any Megadeth this year. Okay. Um, so I've been watching a few different films. I thought I'd just give you like a, an overview of what I've been watching so far. So I watched that movie from like the two thousands called Teeth. <laughs> I've seen that. Do you remember this? Uh, the vagina uh, film. Yeah. So basically, now Amazon Video is available on Apple TV because they're somehow compatible. Because um, before, I think Apple were kind of making it difficult to get Amazon Video on your uh, uh, Apple TV. And that was a bit of a bolly, because I've had this Shudder subscription for quite a while. Yeah. Um, but I ended up not watching it much, because you have to get like your iPad synced up. And yeah, it just like kind of disconnected a lot and stuff like that. So anyway, I've been trying to watch it a bit more and make use of the subscription. And uh, so Teeth is about a high school student that, basically discovers that she's got teeth in her vagina. Yeah. <laughs> what it's, it describes in uh, IMDb as she has a physical advantage when she becomes the object of male violence. So I had some uh, violence and gore from this. Ah, oh, brilliant. Um, okay. One of them was um, a dog eats a young man's dismembered penis. Oh, yeah. That, that happens in quite a few films. Does it? Can you um, name another one? Is this another example of how you... Have you've said quite a few, but you probably just have one. Hostel two. Okay, I never watched that. Yeah, it does happen in that. It's quite good as well because she chops the penis off and then she pulls it. I mean, this is quite graphic. And if you're eating your dinner, especially if it's a big like wobbly sausage (laughs) dinner, then uh, then, listener discretion advised. Please uh, stop eating or pause. Eat your sausage and then now listen now. Uh, so she yeah. she chops the willy off and there's an Alsatian dog in there uh, and she chops it off really fast but then she pulls the oh, penis and the crotch yeah she pulls the penis out and and there's more willy that comes out from inside the body you know like there's a bit of bit of willy inside the body as well <laughs> so she <laughs> so she pulls out as well and then chucks it to the dog and it yeah. yams it up and it's it's quite graphic yeah, um, certainly more graphic than Teeth was. Um, <laughs> one bit of trivia from Teeth is that um, the piercing on the prop used for Brad's detached penis was custom made uh, for the film out of sugar by a local bakery so that it uh, would be safe for the dog to swallow the piercing as well. Ah, uh, Because Brad was, um, he was Prince Alberted. Um, I also watched The Reef which is not particularly good either. But one piece of fun information about that was that actress Zoe Naylor read a lot of survival stories to prepare for her role. Okay. Okay. So um, that's that's kind of that. The, the really good thing that I've actually been watching recently is Inside Number 9, but that's not really a film. But um, each one of the episodes of Inside Number 9, which is by Reese Shearsmith and the other chap who did... Um, the League of Gentlemen. Right, okay. Each one yeah. is kind of like its own little film. Um, 
and inevitably they all get like really dark or they've got like a kind of some way of twisting everything to become darker over the course of the episode which is really good yeah okay so, okay yeah. Look, yeah, I've had a good kick off to the year I'm still not back to work and um, I'm, I'm back in tomorrow so so far I've had a really nice break and let's see how work goes once I'm back at that I'm a uh, okay. nine and a half well done thanks what about you Ollie well, let me tell you, I'm uh, three days into Veganuary again, so I'm doing that again this year. Okay. And it, and and actually, now you were this, a vegetarian anyway, correct? Yeah, so it's a lot easier this year. Um, so I'm only really just not having milk and cheese. But today I was in the gym, and somebody had noticed a, a news story on the news about a restaurant owner that had spiked a vegan's group meal with you know something non-vegan it didn't say what it was whether it was milk or whether it was meat or whatever and they they or like laughed. a discarded penis yeah so they they kind of laughed and just went <laughs> i've got no time for vegans and vegetarians so i find that funny and uh i just felt really awkward it was just like and then someone else was in there start who said it's like yeah but you know i mean it's not up to them to decide what you know ultimately what they eat and he, he, he just didn't care and, and then uh and i was just like i kind of just said i was like yeah i mean i i don't really eat meat either uh i think it's a bit unfair and he was just like well you're just a fussy eater i was like mate <laughs> i was livid oh, but but like you have to you have to sort of pull yourself back because one of the things that i have found and now this must be 10 times worse for anyone who's like a full-time vegan is that yeah it like you do you do mention it to somebody or even if you just mention it in passing or if it comes up somehow that people get so offended by it like you're gonna all of a sudden take meat away from them and it's like i I, I will honestly try not to you know put this on you i mean you've been out you've been on holiday with me when i've been a veggie and you haven't and i don't think that it really affected your your holiday too much or or I'd hope it didn't no I mean the thing is I'm a constant level of like peak hatred for you anyway so I don't think your diet really plays into it exactly if anything you know it goes under the radar Um, so that that was annoying Um, I've watched Bright now (laughs) okay so So, that was annoying yeah I've watched Bright the Netflix Will Smith uh, Joel Edgerton it's sort of like Orcs and cops and fairies and elves all in sort of modern day LA there's some nonsense about a wand uh, and all the different factions are trying to get it and also Will Smith who's a human he has an orc cop partner and nobody likes the fact that there's an orc policeman uh, because you know orcs are like a bad race and they're you know they've sworn oath to the dark lord so it's a whole sort of race thing going on and it wasn't as bad as I think that it's made out to be. I thought it was sort of fun, a, a fun film in a way, but I like the orc character that Joel Egerton plays. I think he's quite good, but whatever mm-hmm. their message is about race and about integration or anything like that is undermined because they literally do not show any other orcs in the whole film uh, as having any kind of humanity whatsoever every single other one in the film is just just an asshole so it, it just doesn't it, it doesn't work it, it fundamentally does not work it, it's kind of very flawed feel, on i feel level. like this was your overview after having seen the trailer as well feels like you've already told me this <laughs> I mean, uh, but i anyway, don't think I've, I've, I've mentioned like it, it on the podcast uh, it was it was entertaining, but when I'd got about halfway through, I paused it to go for a probably a number one, and I paused it, and it'd been on for fifty eight minutes, and it still had another fifty four to go, and I was just like, mate, what is this film gonna do for another hour? So yeah. that that was a bit of a a bit of a bind, I must say. Um, and also, so we watched uh, Beetlejuice the other night with the kids and uh, girlfriend of the podcast, Mandy. Uh, it's it's fine. It's dated okay. Beetlejuice is a little bit more of a creep than 
I seem to remember. I think if they if they remade it now, I don't think it'd be quite so gropy and sexually weird. And there was one big swear in it that I didn't I didn't remember. So there is an F bomb in Beetlejuice. Okay. He's did the big swear. He did a big swear and it's really loud, it's really clear. Uh you know, took me by surprise. But, you know, all in all I've had a nice time off work. I'm back there now. I'm ready, I'm ready for it. It's all good. I'm probably at about an eight this week. Okay, you could have been at a nine had you kept better vegan company. Yeah, probably, yeah. Learn from it, mate. Learn from it. Learn from all right. it. Deep dive. Think I'll probably double check that. Sploosh. Yeah. Get the bats of okay. I remember when we used to do that, we used to start off with, uh, you know, a little bit of a story about getting into a, a submersible. Remember we did that, but we don't do it anymore. Well, we kind of, yeah, we've yeah, we kind we of do. left that behind. It. Let's let's try again. Oh, oh well, let's let's get quickly get into the into the bat submersible because Gotham needs us to talk about Batman. What what DVDs are we bringing into the Bat Submersible, which has a DVD player and, let's say, 7-inch screen that we're going to have to crowd around? Well, I'm just going to reach for the one that's in front of me, and can you, if I just give it a shake, can you guess which one it is? It's a single disc. Okay, let's hear. Yeah. It's a single disc. Uh-huh. It's a DVD I mean, that I always have pretty close to me when I record this podcast. Batman Begins. It's behind enemy lines. You should know this by now. So I'm bringing that because right. because we need to get moving. Bowling. I'm going to grab it and that's coming with me. I, I don't know why you've done that because we've got all the time in the world and we just need to grab the Batman films. So why don't you sit at the back of the submersible and think about what you've done and I'll just get a collection of Batman films. Okay. So I'm bringing Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Batman versus Superman? Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, and um, we can illegally stream Justice League. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, fine. Okay. okay, so that's the lo- that's the lot I think that we should cover. We don't have any animated Batmans on there. Um, no, we don't have the games, and um, we don't have the original screen version of the uh, original TV show with um, Adam West in it. No, because we've not seen it. If anyone would like to tell us like why it's a great movie, then fine. But I've seen it. Best, I went to the cinema the to modern see modern era Batmans. Did you? In yeah. 1966? No, they, they had it like... In Coventry, there was a, there was a cinema called Theatre One. And they really? would... Yeah. So they used to have the Odeon and Theatre One. And I think there was also one called... It might have been called like ABC or something like that. Uh, but when I used to go and stay around my nans at the weekend, sometimes we'd go to the cinema and like okay. we'd go and see things like Bambi and stuff like that there'd be like films that they'd just show and one of them was a rerun of uh, the Batman movie so I actually went to see the Batman movie at the cinema with me nan okay quick summary any good I can't remember I was too young I just I do remember the helicopter bit with the you know the helicopter bit with the shark though Ollie quick tell us the story once we're inside the submersible okay so we're deep diving yeah. To the bottom of the sea. Who have we got in the uh, submersible with us? Uh, we've got James Don't Cameron. Take any Batman. Let's just take uh, Dr. Freeze. Okay. Yeah. Because he's we need to be, uh, take you know, get a load of, of uh, ice puns for our journey. Uh, so where do you want to start? We're, we're, we're in the submersible. So where do you actually want to start this thing? Well, since we've got um, Arnold Schwarzenegger with us and he played Freeze in Batman Forever, why don't we talk about the best Bat villains? Okay. Okay. So you you want to talk a little bit about the various different films, but let's just talk about all the villains that are included across all of the the films that I mentioned earlier on. So we've got the Joker, um, originally not played by Heath Ledger, but played by Jack Nicholson. Okay. Uh, then Penguin, Catwoman, Riddler, Two Face, 
Freeze or Doctor Freeze or Mister Freeze, yeah, Poison Ivy, um, and then moving on to the Nolan trilogy, you've got Ra's al Ghul and Scarecrow, and then the second Joker in this list—that's the Heath Ledger one, yeah—and then you've got Bane in the Dark Knight Rises, and then kind of like yeah. partially Cat Catwoman, um, and I can't remember the Al Ghul daughter's name, right? I think for that reason, you know that she doesn't rate on my list particularly highly. Okay. Um, Batman versus Superman, you've got Superman. And you've also got, oh, you've got the cave troll from uh, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring as well. In Justice League. Yeah. Doomsday, a Kryptonian monster created by Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a bastard. Um, I think that that's, that's part of the thing, though, is like some of the. Uh, including Marvel movies as well, like some of the more recent baddies that have been trying to take on like these same combined faces. forces of lots of different. Yeah, they're just same faces. Like, who are they? Uh, some demon guy, it's a CG monster. Sure. I mean, it is basically the cave troll from Lord of the Rings. It is. Yeah. With a few more powers. Yeah, I, I mean, again, unmemorable was the one that was from uh, Thor Ragnarok, just some fiery guy with horns. True, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about Bat Villains then. Who okay. who are we talking about from your point of view? Who's who's sitting at the top of the screen Batman villains? I'm a big fan of the Nolan stuff. Wow. Um, I, I, like, I do like those films. Uh, so I think my number... Uh, Ollie, is that, is that uh, because you're a connoisseur? Yeah. I, just, yeah. I just think I'm not the world's biggest fan of Tim Burton, even though I do like his Batman films. I think they're they're visually pretty good. I like the gothic stylings. You know, you know, I like a good, I like a good gothic, right? And yeah. they're pretty gothy. Okay, uh, you've got Christopher Walken yeah. in Batman in Batman Returns, which you know is a is a plus wow. for me. Uh, and I also like the Penguin in that one as well. Uh, but I just think for kind of believable baddies, I quite like Liam Neeson's Raz Al Ghul in. Uh, Batman Begins because you know it's a bit of a bit of a switcheroony which I, I quite like in a film it's a bit of a twist and I, I, I also like both Jokers as well so I like Jack Nicholson but I also like Heath Ledger and I don't want to say oh one's better than the other because I think they're both they're both pretty decent wildly different though okay what what's um, Raz al Ghul's special power just being a bit deceptive okay and fighting Good, good, yeah, he's good been, at fighting. He's been trained by the League of Shadows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's double hard. Yeah, and now he can get on that train and do that thing and non-stop and then whatever the other one is, the commuter. The commuter, yeah. Uh, and I guess yeah. as well, it, it's kind of like a little bit like uh, Rambo, I suppose, where they're, you know, the, the Green Berets are like, you know, oh, we trained him. You know, there's always that kind of the the baddie that's trained the goodie. I taught you everything you know. Exactly. I taught you everything you know. And now he's going to like, have, but ah, he's learned one more thing that you haven't, a, a different combo or something or a different special move and he's going to smash you with it. And Batman's special move in this case is lots of cool like gadgets. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. Money. What's your special power? Money. And, and Which fear. Which I think is the joke from Justice League. Yeah, it is. Oh, it? yeah. But that is the pre-written joke from from the Justice League. Stolen from the Justice League. Um, I would probably um, I'd probably agree. I'd, give, I'd say uh, I like the Joker from the Nolan Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. But, I'm oh, sorry, the Dark Knight. I'm going to give a mention to the Riddler from Batman Forever. Because okay. I think Jim Carrey does a really good job as him. Wow! Okay. I think um, I think it's the type of role that, although like obviously with the knowledge of like the kind of hindsight of all the other stuff that Jim Carrey's done, you kind of go, oh, he's just being Jim Carrey. But if you look at it in isolation, like the maniacal like insanity that he brings to the role is really good in the world of Batman because it's like bringing the comic book stuff to life. I think. Um, he manages to give it like the oomph and like media and insanity that it needs. So, and he's he's got a good he's got a good plot, um, which is that he tries to like suck ideas and thoughts from people's minds, and so that he can learn from everyone in Gotham. Okay, I mean, I was just wondering what 
what the uh, Riddler's like modus operandi is. Like, what what's what's the crack? The official crack. The official crack is that he's going to have to have Batman crack his codes and mysteries because oh. uh, he's going to send him riddles. Okay. That he has to work out in order to confuse Batman and lead him down a sort of rabbit hole of um, Sudoku. Yeah, clues. Yeah, and also you got to remember that Batman started off as as the world's best detective, which is forgotten a lot in the films. So yeah. having a baddie that actually gives him things that he has to kind of um, deduct is quite good. Okay. Kind of, um, he looks at a couple of um, notes from the Riddler in Batman Forever, where he has to kind of look at them and then go, "What is this all about, mate?" And then uh, he kind of breaks them down with Nicole Kidman, and they work it all out. Well, I I quite liked the the Riddler's m- missions in the games. You know, I thought they were always a, a, quite a nice little distraction because you had to do a puzzle. So I kind of get in it. In the Arkham games. In the Arkham games, yeah, you have to do a little puzzle or something. Um, I actually have got a little fact here. So according to Jim Carrey, he did not get along with Tommy Lee Jones, who had told him huh? that he hated him and his films. Tommy Lee Jones, what a sure. bloody grizzled, moody ass! What I hate bad you. Man. I hate your films. Someone like that. Yeah. Probably said that to him. Yeah, that's quite surprising. I mean, Jim Carrey would have been quite young at that point as well, so why couldn't he have just treated him a little bit nicer? I mean, he also comes across as having like treated other people quite badly when he was fully and deeply in the character of like um, Andy Kaufman in that uh, film from last year. Yeah, so what are you saying? Uh, the, the documentary on Man on the Moon. So maybe... You know, Jim Carrey wasn't the nicest person to be around either. Okay. Okay, shall we move on? I would say probably mine is uh, the second incarnation of the Joker, not Jared Leto. um, That's the But a close second is the Riddler. Okay. What did you think of... Burn. 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 I thought he was all right because they didn't really explain too much about they didn't do enough to explain what the crack with his character was I thought what's the official crack with Bane the official crack with the sort of comic book version of Bane is that he has this um, special poison pumped into his veins and it makes him sort of essentially hulk up okay in the same way that the Incredible Hulk does so he becomes this enormous sort of uh, giant formidable like physical foe um I think that's kind of the crack with Bane. I've got the official crack here. Uh, the official crack. In The Dark Knight Rises, a type of anaesthetic relieves him of any pain and is directly administered into Bane's airwaves through his mask. Tom Hardy has described Bane as brutal. Kai? I don't think we can move on from Bane until we mention his, his voice and that very first kind of IMAX preview where... So he based his his whole performance on this um, Irish sort of Romany gypsy bare knuckle fighter, and he so he heavily based it on on that, and he had a really strong accent, and his words were kind of weirdly enunciated, and people really struggled to hear what he was saying. So in the end, he kind of ended up sounding a little bit more like Sean Connery. Yeah, sounded a little bit like he had. Um it's been mentioned before that he sounded like he had peanut butter in his mouth <laughs> like Plus a he dog was kind of talking through like a big metal sock okay yeah. but um, I mean I quite liked it I thought yeah. I thought it was quite good I quite liked it anyway you know and he was massive as well he looked massive now, I think we've talked about this on the Tom Hardy episode um, but he had lifts so that he could always look as formidable as he did because he is in real life five foot nine which is quite big I mean that's Look, that's bigger than me. No, is it? Uh, so, how tall are you? I'm like six foot. Six foot. So you're the same height as Christian Bale, right? Who is also well, I six mean, foot. I'm nowhere near as broad as either of these men. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you haven't had unprecedented access to training equipment. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I always feel like if I had, like, you know, a personal trainer, I could really do well. <laughs> no one's got money or time for that. If you'd like to donate to my own personal Patreon page, <laughs> get Ian Foot for 20, 20k 18. 
<laughs> I mean, he's got plenty of time. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so, yeah. Cool. All right. So that's bad villains. Batmobile. What's the best Batmobile? What's your favourite? Well, I know that this is going to sound boring because we're both coming at it from the same point of view, probably, but I'm a big proponent of the Nolan trilogy. Wow. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I think, like, the, the tech all makes sense in the Nolan trilogy, and it's all, like, it's done in a very satisfactory way that you come out of it going, yeah, they did that well, didn't they? That was pretty good. So yeah, it's pretty good. The one from uh, the I mean, it's probably adapted to some extent over the course of the three films. But the is it called the Tumblr? The Tumblr, yeah. Or is, yeah, that's the one from that's the one I like. Um, so there's that bit where he's razzing around me? the um, the kind of test room with Morgan Freeman in the car, and he's like razzing around, and he's like, "This is amazing," and uh, he says, "Does it come in black?" Because he's a big goth, uh, but he is obviously. Yeah visibly very pleased with the performance of the Tumblr. Almost as pleased as when he's watching Batgirl videos. <laughs> with his ten with his ten incher. Yeah. Luckily he's not in a rubber suit at this point inside the <laughs> Tumblr. Well actually my Come. other my favourite, um and I think I've said this before, is is Keaton's, is the Tim Burton era. Because I like I like the kind of weird design of it so it's kind of like got massive wheels at the back and then it's got this sort of like long nose um and it yeah. looks a little bit like the thrust 2 which was the the coventry uh, engineered land speed record breaking car um so it looks a little bit like the thrust 2 i quite like it um, it's also it's also the name of like a small club in coventry called thrust 2 where people can pay to get into your shed <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, we heading down Thrust 2 later tonight. And what oh, I like sure. about Keaton's one is that it's got like a, I think it's got like a grappling hook, or at least it did. I think it was like the Mega Drive Batman game. Forever. It had a grappling hook, but uh, so it's got a grappling hook that he can fire around a lamppost and do like a mad handbrake turn at speed around a corner. Okay. I mean, ultimately, you just end up smashing it into a wall, but you know, fine. <laughs> In um in Batman Forever, Chris O'Donnell's um yet to become Robin Robin uh, goes out in the car because he discovers that Batman is Batman and he steals the car, uh, and he goes out driving it around town, and people are like, "Who are you?" Because he's not in a costume yet, and he's like, "I'm Batman," but he's not Batman. But anyway, he drives down a really thin street okay. and then fires the grappling hook out of the Batmobile and. Um, then he drives it up a wall. And that's the one that has like a sort of rib cage on the engine of the car and then a blue sort of glow coming from the car. Don't really know what that's for. It just looks like a bunch of lights from B&Q underneath the body of the car. It, it, but maybe it, it's supposed to be some sort of, was, like sort of nuclear energy. Yeah, the whole film was just absolute design nightmare um, because I think George Clooney's suit, is it? Yeah, George Clooney's in that one, right? No, that's that's Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Oh, okay. The the confusing part is that Chris O'Donnell plays Robin in both Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, but oh. Kilmer is the va- the Batman uh, from Forever. Okay. Forever's well, okay, in my opinion. Yeah, well, the suit wasn't that bad at that point. He had a sonar suit towards the end of it, but let's talk about that when we get to suits. Okay. So we're both going with the Tumblr sort of unanimously for the Batman. Yeah, movie. and then a close second for me is going to be Keaton's Thrust 2. Inspired Batcar. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. They've not really done anything particularly unique with it in the more recent ones, I don't think. Um, in Justice League, really, most of the time he spends in the flying bat wing thing. Yeah, um, but he does a bit in the car, and the car seems basically like an adaptation of the tumbler. It's sort of turned into a spider crab thing now. Yeah, which has also kind of been done in the games a little bit. Yeah, uh, in crab mode. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so shall we move on then? Yeah. Best bat gadget. Well, my favourite one. I mean, I mean, this is a bit. <laughs> it's a bit silly of me to say. But I, I really like the shark repellent spray. Um, okay, is that in Batman film. Forever? No, that was in the original. Oh, was it in the original film with it, with Adam West? So he's basically on a he's on like a rope ladder climbing down from the from the helicopter, 
and the Joker's boat just sort of disappears because it's like an illusion. But then he's like, all of a sudden got a shark attacks, attached to his leg. So Robin has to quickly throw him down a shark repellent spray because, you know, I don't know. I mean, it has to be specifically engineered to annoy sharks. Uh, so he has a, he has an actual shark repellent spray and it's labelled shark repellent spray. Just so you don't if get only, um If only the people on the reef had got that. Um, that actress I mentioned earlier on when yeah. I watched the reef, she said, and this was my really um, exciting fact. Ian's really exciting fact. You remember my exciting fact from Life Scorers earlier on? So Zoe Naylor read a lot of survival stories to prepare for a role. Well, if she'd watched Batman, then she would have known to bring shark repellent spray. Exactly. Bloody idiot. Yeah. I think that's actually based on a true story, so I think real people died. Um, okay, so Spoiler. my my gadgets... Um, I don't know. I think, like, you're right that Batman and Robin goes insane as far as design is concerned. So yeah. in that, you've got You've got ice skates. <laughs> but the bat ice skates. Yeah. And then you've also got like, because Mr. Freeze is on the go, Batman decides he, he should probably invest in a heater. <laughs> so like he brings what's basically like a bat heater and he throws it at some ice and it melts it. Okay. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot going on and there's loads of different types of like batarangs and stuff like that. I think there's a lot to be said for just a detective kit. <laughs> yeah. The simple I think stuff. he used detective kits for like um, you know dusting for prints and stuff like that, but that's all done like immediately with whatever he's got as a sort of cowl headset sort of thing now. So I don't know. One of the bits I like in particular from one of the Nolan Batman films is he drills out a piece of wall in order to then sort of retro retrofit a bullet size to the the hole that's been made by a bullet yeah so that he can work out what type of gun shot that bullet okay um and i like that he's he's doing a little bit of detective work to find out what the hell happened there i um, think as well you so I quite like that one. you shouldn't overlook the importance of the grappling gun and also the smoke pellets Pellin. yep some of the I've, basics yeah some of the basics yeah i think I think probably my coolest one is the gauntlets. So he sort of mm. deflects shit with them in the first two films. Yeah. Um, and they've just kind of like, from from a tactical point of view, having flappy fins on them were really yeah. not particularly practical at all. But by the time you get to the Nolan ones, yeah, those those fins are now sharp um, projectiles that you can fire at people. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Agree. So that's pretty gadgety. I feel like overall they should bring in more detective stuff into the films, though. Like a magnifying glass. <laughs> sure. Robin, yeah. pass me the bat magnifying glass. <laughs> wow, it's sure only thing. possible to magnify bats with it. Okay, so um, best bat suit. I'm gonna say, again, boringly, I'm a sucker for the the reality of the Dark Knight Rises ones and some of the most recent ones, apart from. Yeah, boring. Uh, the apart from the uh, bat fleck suits, okay. But the bat fleck suits, uh, uh, I think the bat bat fleck ones are probably just good for the point of view that they're kind of grey looking and they look like some of the comic book interpretations. Right. But mainly, I'm a Nolan guy. Can you convince me on an alternative? Uh, well, I'm I'm a fan of the the Batman Returns one, which has got the kind of Big yellow symbol on his chest. It's quite plasticky looking. Uh, the nice pointy yeah. ears. I just like. I, I like that one. It's it's iconic. Stiff and rubbery. Just and here's like and here's the thing. I've got a great fact for you. So the the first one in the original Batman film with Michael Keaton, he didn't have a like a kind of zip in it, so he couldn't easily go to the toilet all the way um, through. Batman 89 he probably really needed a wee are we calling it Batman 89 now <laughs> yeah but in Batman Returns he was probably able to be a bit more like relieved you know whenever he needed a number one or a number two he could just pull down the bat zip and just I'm a and bit just more relieved get it out and, and, and let loose with the bat wee or the bat poo <laughs> bat number three bat number three yeah um, number three to Batgirl all over again 
and here and here's okay. the thing so George Clooney's suit was the same problem as Batman 89 and it was like hard to get on and off but when he needed to go for a number one George Clooney would just do it in the suit jeez Imagine, imagine that wow so you look you're standing there having a conversation with George Clooney and then he's just like has this look of <laughs> serenity over his face and all of a sudden just from, from from out of the neck bit where the neck's exposed just starts seeping out over his neck and down his chest but he just carries on the conversation as normal. Yeah, so that shot was really yeah. great. Yeah, I really like the line that you said about the uh, about the ice. Ice to meet you, wasn't it? Yeah, that one. Yep. And then just as he's doing that, he's, ice uh, to meet you. He's just leaking out of his neck. Peace. Frothing out of his cowl. Yeah. yeah. And also the funny part of that, I suppose, is kind of imagining how he can't turn his neck. He has to turn his entire body. <laughs> So by the end of the day, just sloshing, sloshing around this. Set. <laughs> uh, dear. Uh, and um, that was that okay. was the one. So Batman Forever was also the one where they started to bring the nipples you, and the you and keep, the crotch. You keep messing up. You keep you keep confusing George Clooney for being a Batman Forever. It's Val Kilmer. In that no, one. I know, I know. But what I'm saying is so. Batman Forever, they started to bring the nipples and the crotch in, but in Batman and Robin, uh-huh. they fully embraced it. So, you know, they kind of got away with it in Batman Forever. That was a little bit of nipple, but in Batman and Robin, they gave it like a real prominent inner and outer ring and a massive crotch. Yeah. And even the very start of the film, there's massive crash zooms on the crotch and the ass of Batman <laughs> and Robin. Yeah. I mean, and, you know. Uh, you know, that's some of your favourite cinema. Yeah, I mean, you could right? probably make a GIF out of it. I'm sure, I'm, maybe there is. There probably is a GIF. Let's use that for the episode. I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, overall, then, who's the who's the best Batman? Personally, for me, I like Keaton. Okay. Uh, originally, there was there was like uh, fifty thousand Bat fans writing off to uh, Warner Brothers and Tim Burton saying. He's probably going to be too funny to play Batman, but, but he, you know, I think it he, turned out all right. Yeah, yeah I think I so. Like, I like Keaton. Um, I like Keaton. My mine is Bale. Wow. I think I'm going to say just because he's inhabited the role for three full films. Yeah, you, know, you get the full measure of him. Yeah, I don't think that Ben Affleck is as bad as people maybe say he is. Um, I think he's no. he's not too. I like bad Ben Affleck. I like. I think, Ben Affleck as Batman or Batfleck or whatever you want to call him he's good yeah I, I think that Val Kilmer was actually a good Batman in a kind of awkward Batman film and yeah. I think the obvious worst is George Clooney with the back credit card uh, but again he yeah I think George Clooney again probably suffered from the fact that it was just a crap film as well yeah well um, he's been known to yeah. refund people who saw the film <laughs> uh, off his back credit card all yeah. all um <laughs> All transactions bounce, though. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> on account of Goth Card not being a real credit card company. Okay, so I think that was about it, really. Did you want to cover anything else? No, I just just to end, I had three five star reviews. This is the highest you can get from Amazon um, on Batman and Robin. So, five five out of five uh, from an Amazon customer, and it's a verified purchase. And their review is, okay. it was okay. <laughs> five out of five. Uh, okay. The next one, five stars. So this is a five-star review, verified purchase on DVD. Best Batman. <laughs> Another one. And the last one, five out of five. Okay, good uh, good detail on these. This is the Blu-ray. It's a verified purchase. My husband loved it. <laughs> So Great they're husbands. giving it five stars on behalf of their husband. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this film is husband man. Brilliant for husbands. Good. Yeah. Have you got a husband? Um, Does he like Batman? Then he'll love Batman and Robin. Buy it today. 
buy it today. Um, okay, so for all husbands out there um, who, or actually to the wives who think that their husbands might be interested in the Guys on Film podcast, um, then you should go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film. And like I said at the top of the show, there's all sorts of things that you can get to from there. But mainly, uh, you can find our iTunes page where you'll be able to subscribe to the podcast. You can also get to our SoundCloud if you are on Android. Equally, if you use a different podcast thing on uh, your Android phone, then you can find us pretty easily by just putting in guys on film. If you find yourself in the scenario where your favourite, preferred um, podcast vendor app type uh, thing doesn't have us, then get us on guysonfilmpodcast at gmail.com and uh, let us know about that and then we'll make a point of um, chasing that up so that we're definitely on there for you. We'll get our bat ice skates on and we'll chase it down. Yeah, we'll do some detective work with our bat magnifying glass. Yeah. Which is only good for magnifying bats. Um, and get on with it. Yeah, cool. Bye? Yeah, bat bye. <laughs> but bye! No, 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 bat bye. Bat bye. Yeah, okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.